Hi, friend. This is Georgian Banoff, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, The Cost of Freedom. In today's episode, Georgian shares that the communists had kept God out of every conversation and erased him from their history books. Now, living in the U.S., Georgian was surprised to discover that Bulgaria actually had a very rich Christian heritage. That is when he asked the Lord, how does an entire nation lose its freedom like Bulgaria did? Listen in for an eye-opening response. Hey friends, welcome to my podcast, The Cost of Freedom. And last last time we talked about freedom in itself, what is it, and sort of define uh, my concept of freedom, the freedom that I'm talking about, is particularly from the perspective of what God says about freedom, because I am a born-again believer. I wasn't born that way. But now I am. So even my whole concept of freedom has changed because when I was born and raised, I was born and raised in a communist country. I explained it last time, total control, like uh, to what to even think. And they, they tell you what to say. They, they eliminate your speeches to only what they want you to say, their propaganda and so forth. And their philosophy, a communist philosophy, absolute control. Of course, financial control in every sense of the word. But even even your thoughts. I mean, I, I remember being uh, not like in school. They don't train you how to think. They tell you what to think. You know, and it's just a tremendous a sense of control. And um, and yet, I wasn't even Christian. I wasn't a Christian. I had no idea uh, anything about God and what God thought about freedom and life and so forth. I was just as lost as it could be. In fact, my reaction. To the, to the situation, as I mentioned last time, I rebelled in my way uh, with, uh, cre- you know, creating the first rock band in, in, in Bulgaria, which at the time there, there was no bands like that. The music, music was basically classical and, and uh, uh, folklore type of music. And um, so under the influence with uh, some of the things we heard from the West, I mean, we got to know that we had no flow of information. Everything was shut down, um, you know, through the shortwave radios of, of illegal station, illegal, you know, we, we heard the Beatles and some of the songs. And, and slowly but surely we, we developed as a, a rock band as best as we could, as close as we could, without even having much information at all. And so that was how I, 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 I felt free, free, a little free to do what I wanted to do with, with them through our music. That was until it became popular and so forth. And then they shut us down because we had a, what they th- thought was a negative influence on young people. Because uh, in, in a concert to have young people packed out in a place, you know, clapping and dancing and singing and shouting, that, that to them is revolution. So eventually they shut us down, which helped me escape. And as I told my story, and of course I have a book uh, about the details of, of how I escaped through the Iron Curtain and through the, you know, all the Berlin Wall and everything, and very, very dangerous, and, and all that described in, in a, a chapter of my, uh, my escape story. Um, but uh, the disappointment was after I came to America and all the way to Hollywood, and that's when my dreams started to clash, and, and because I didn't feel freer or happier 
you know, and, and I was in this free country, and why, why am I not free? And, and it took me a while to realize what the freedom that I was longing for, what is it, what was it? And it wasn't until I met these uh, Jesus people, radicals for Jesus, I don't know how to say them, Jesus freaks, you want to call it, but they were really, really Jesus-loving people who, who went after souls, lost souls like me in the streets and loved on me and so forth. And eventually, through the insistent and amazing care and love for me, uh, they won my heart to open up and really ask the big question, God, do you exist? And only after I had a powerful, a supernatural, you can call it, encounter with Jesus, uh, then, then my heart felt free in the inside because you know it's one thing to get the communist uh, to, to get Georgian out of the communism but to get the communist out of Georgian is, is a whole different story and I and I really felt for the first time free on the inside from that demonic communistic spirit that was uh, tormenting and constrict constricting and 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 yet I grew up with and I got free from that I got delivered from that spirit you know and for the first time, I, I, I experienced the presence of the Lord and began to read the Bible. Somebody donated Bulgarian Bible anonymously. Thank you, whoever you are. And I began to read it and fill my heart with the story of God and God's people, how he created the world with his words and, 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 uh, and I mean, all these amazing things you find out about God that he's a creator and I'm not an accident and some from some you know all this uh, you know revolution and stuff but I am I'm being created I mean all of a sudden everything began to make sense as I asked God's questions that he began to explain to me and begins to lead me and and boy I felt you know uh, the, uh, the the baptized with the spirit the Holy Spirit filled me on the inside. I began to pray with another tongues, with heavenly tongues. I began to connect with God supernaturally. My heart began to be filled with joy and love and that's and the freedom kept increasing uh, because I began to fit into who I am. I began to fit into this identity that I was made for all along but I could not even get to it because the identity that the communists were trying to make me and shape me it was awful it was distorted it was not fitting at all and now God is giving me a new identity he's showing me how he sees me and how he um, and how he sees other people like like the, the people in the Bible and I begin to to see how he treated you know Abraham and Sarah and David and and Joshua and Caleb and all these amazing characters in the Bible, amazing stories, you know, Joseph. I mean, all these stories touched me so deeply, each with its own different, the, the different things that happen in these stories, you know. And so I began to grow and eventually went through a Bible school, evangelistic school, um, soul winning and became an evangelist. And I had musical talents, so I, so I was part of a band and writing songs for children and dance for adults and so forth. The beginning of the, like the Jesus music at the time, uh, the 70s, you know. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and, uh, and so 
um, I began to uh, learn how to, you know, even pray. I love praying, so I learned to pray with the Lord and pray for Bulgaria because I'm Bulgarian and I'm disconnected from uh, that nation because um, I, you know, I mean, even phone calls where everything is monitored, letters are open and read, and phone calls are monitored, and, and so it was the connection with with Bulgaria was very, very, very small and very expensive to, to talk back in those days. And so I, but I felt like I could pray. I could pray for the country. And I began to pray. And, uh, and as I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord, I says, Lord, you know, I'm beginning to study even the Bulgaria. I didn't know the Christian history of Bulgaria. Did you know that Bulgarians, we were reading our Bible in 9th century, English, English, People were reading their Bibles like much later, like uh, 15th century or 16th century, something like that. We were we were reading a Bible after the Greek. Uh, it was written in Greek, of course, and then in Latin. I think in the third or fourth century, Bulgaria, ninth century. We were reading the Bible. These Christians from the Church of Thessaloniki uh, got the passion of translating the Bible. Um, in, I mean, even even creating an alphabet. We didn't even have an alphabet and create the Slavic alphabet and then spread the, the New Testament uh, to us first and then to the, eventually, Russia and so forth. We, we have a very similar language and, and the same alphabet. And and so as the as the Bible was read, you know, the king in Bulgaria was the first to read, and as the Bible was read by the king, you know, the king uh, accepted the Lord, accepted Jesus. And... And so he, he, he was open with his uh, discovery about, about Jesus. And so when, when, when he was supposed to be baptized in the, in the river, in the water, he invited the whole country. I mean, actually the whole country gathered uh, with the king around the rivers and they were baptized. So it was a, it was a message. It's just all one day. I mean, it's amazing history. We're celebrating uh, thousand plus years of that happening. Uh, probably 1,000 and, and 10, 1,150 years or something like that at the, to this point. And so it's it's amazing uh, Christian heritage. And then uh, after that, his uh, son, his youngest son, uh, took over the, the, the leadership uh, at, the, at the nation. And the nation exploded in, in uh, prosperity and blessing and territory. My goodness, I'm, I'm looking at the maps, those early maps in 9th century, 10th century maps of Bulgaria. This, I mean, the entire Balkan Peninsula, huge. And it wasn't war or anything like that. It was just Christianity grew and was a blessing and a blessing to the neighbors. And they incorporated the Bulgarian uh, faith, the, the faith of Christianity. They, the neighbors incorporated the Serbs and the Romanians, even all the way to Hungarians and down to Greece. And I mean, it was just glorious. They called the Golden Age of Bulgaria. So it, it, it was fantastic days. Uh, education exploded and so forth. Um, and then uh, I have no idea how, but uh, you know, later we, we fell into the the, the the Ottoman the the uh, what do you call those uh, Muslims uh, from Turkey came and and conquered us and we couldn't withstand and I'm saying Lord what happened such a strong country how, how did we lose our freedom how do we become slaves to these uh, you know re- Muslim religions at the time and things like that and cruel and and horrible and eventually communism you know another slavery how that I was born in. 
And and I'm asking the Lord, and the Lord gave my, my attention to a scripture in Deuteronomy and says, because you didn't serve the the Lord your God, which is Deuteronomy 28, verse 47, 48, if you're interested to look up, look it up. Um, you know, and it says, because you didn't serve the Lord your God with joyfulness, this is amplified, joyfulness of, of mind and heart in gratitude for the abundance of all with which he has blessed you. Therefore, you should serve your enemies whom the Lord should, will they'll send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and want and, I mean, in yoke and yoke upon on, on your neck, a yoke of slavery. And, 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 he, and the enemy will want to destroy you. And I'm going, Lord, wow. So something must have happened. And these strong leaders that, that we have in our history have lost their uh, first love and uh, begin to compromise and, and begin to, um, you know, not follow the Lord and be, be obedient to the Lord and to what the Bible says to do and not be grateful and not serve with joy. It is, oh, Lord, I want to serve you with joy. This is one of the, the reasons I'm known affectionately. People call me apostle of joy, and that's why the whole book on joy is. I wrote it. It's my whole life story, and not just how I escaped, but also the whole journey from beginning to, and I discovered the Lord is my friend. The Lord is a wonderful friend, beautiful friend. And he, he, he revealed himself to me as a, as a friend, deep friend. Like David was a friend of God. Abraham was a friend of God. Moses was a friend of God. All these mentors in my life spiritually, they, they, they got me to open up and understand that God wants me to be his friend. And I go, wow. Wow. I mean, guys, God is so good and so kind and um, uh, you know, at one point, even to the disciples, Jesus says, I no longer call you uh, servants. Now I'm going to call you friends. I'm, I'm telling you deep things. Only friend talks to the friends like that. So Jesus himself uh, wants to, wanted to, to, to graduate me, so to speak, to upgrade me to a friendship. And, and I go, yes, Lord, thank you, and became best friend. And then I discovered God as my father. Is another chapter on discovering God as a dad. He called himself a dad. The the the, the Greek word, the, the Hebrew word, Abba, 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 Father. Uh, that's a, that's that's a dad. That means dad. And and uh, like, wow. I, of course, I didn't have a dad. So I, it took me ten years in my journey as a believer to find out that God is wants to be my daddy. I'm like, okay, I, I'm so happy to be your friend. I want me to be your son. I don't know how to do that. And the Lord was so kind and so, ah, so understanding of my situation. I had no clue what to do with this father thing, you know, because my dad never showed up ever once my entire childhood to see me. And, and so, but God says, I never take my eyes off of you. Of course, I'm your best friend, but also I I want to be your daddy. And, and okay, okay, so it started. That's a whole, I wrote a whole chapter on being a dad. You know, God be my dad. My goodness, that's a huge thing. I'm still growing in my sonship with the Lord. It's never ending journey of sonship and um, how understanding he is. Of, of, so if you have had a good dad, praise the Lord, you didn't have struggle. But maybe you didn't have a dad like me or maybe you had abusive dad whatever situation be, but uh, God is a 
even if, even the best earthly dad is my our heavenly father is, is a million times better. He's so 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 good, and and uh, I encourage you to take time and says, Lord, if you want to be my dad, I, I okay. How, how do I be your son? You know, sons, sons and daughters don't do anything. Uh, moms and dads make sons and daughters, right? I mean, this is kind of logical, natural, but we don't see it. Spiritual is the same way. God creates. Sons, sons and daughters and by design from the very original creation of, I'm talking about born again spirit that uh, that new creation that we are uh, you know this uh, uh, he made us uh, with the same nature that he is spiritually born again our spirit is born again of course your body is the same that doesn't change your your mind is the same that doesn't change <laughs> we need to change our mind, but the point is, when you get born again, your, your soul remains uh, uh, whatever you were up to that point, and then you start learning, then you start growing, then you start learning, and and uh, and he he the eyes of your heart, so to speak, uh, is begin to be open, you know, and he's continuously uh, opening. In fact, I wanna, I wanna teach, I wanna, I'll, I'll get back to that story about the, how we lose freedom. But somehow I got onto the eyes of the heart uh, in Ephesians chapter one and the Amplified Bible, verse eighteen says, "And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened and flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish." The hope, the divine guarantee, and the the, the confident expectation. Why <laughs> the amplifier keeps going and going? Uh, to which he has called you, and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Hello, saints, God's holy people, and so so and so that you will begin to know uh, what is that immeasurable and unlimited. Whoa, and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe. My, 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 wow, what a verse. This is just two verses. The, the, the riches, the immeasurable, limited riches, the greatness, the power. This is the resurrection power, guys. It's what raised Jesus from the dead. He was in hell, and, and yet he was Conquering the devils there. He, he, he totally disarmed them. Complete disarmed. The devil has absolutely no power. Satan has no power. All his demons put together cannot, cannot crush one born-again spirit. Because you are practically untouchable. Your spirit is untouchable to the demonic. We have total authority because Christ is inside our spirit. Like like. We are the we are the uh, home earth home for Jesus. He's inside. He lives inside our heart, our born again spirit, and he rules because Jesus is not just a savior; he is also Lord. If you believe in your heart, you'll be saved. And with your mouth, you will confess that he is Lord. That the confession, the lordship of Jesus, basically was saying. Jesus is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He rules over all. Everything is under His authority, and we, His body, His people, His holy people, 
we are through with the 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 earthly uh, you know the the body with his body he doesn't have a body he's a spirit right god is a spirit you know that so is satan satan is a spirit so is the, all the demons that's why they try to possess somebody that has a body because that's the only way they can do something on earth but but we are possessed by god himself by the holy spirit and all of his goodness and love and joy and healing and power and health and all this resurrection power is inside us. So back, in, back to the story about uh, how a nation lose its, its freedom. As, as you lose that connection to the Lord is inside you. Guys, I can't talk enough uh, uh, about this connection uh, the eyes of the heart. In other words, God wants to to be able to um, to help us see who He made us to be spiritually. Because we were remade by Him. We're a new creation. We're with divine nature. When 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 human bodies, of course, we have human soul, thinking and mind, and all this will and emotion. But our spirit are not no longer dead spirit. Like when Adam and Eve fell in the, in the lies of Satan, they became dead, separated. Spirits were dead. They were in the control of Satan. This is what's happening um, with uh, the world around us. The world around us is, is in, in Ephesians, it talks about the, the whole world around us is in that, under this control of Satan. And the demons and so forth. We were part, I was part of that. I didn't think it was Satan. I just thought it was the wicked communists. I knew they were wicked. They're horrible. But I didn't know that the spiritual demonic forces behind communism. I now I know as a believer. But at the time, I was just telling this horrible communist. They control us. They're freaks. Stay away. We're afraid of the police. I mean, everything was very, very hostile. And you just. Try to survive. Try to live. You know, now I know what's behind it. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting these uh, spiritual forces in, in, in uh, you know, they're ruling over the, the, these demonic forces. We were part of it. And God set me free from that. That to me is where the freedom started. And that's the freedom I'm talking about. Uh, now, um, I, I'm just... Time is going so fast, my goodness, I wanted to unpack, and I will. You know, even if we have to have another part, I don't know. But I got to keep going with this because uh, the freedom that I'm talking about today that looks like we're losing, and we will lose if we don't do something about it. That's the good news, that we can do something about it to preserve the freedom that God has set us free for, uh, to be free from the control of the demons and Satan and the devils. That's the ultimate freedom. And, and of course, with following Christ, is where, where the freedom is in Christ himself. Okay, the, cre- the freedom is in our tight connection. Our love relationship with the Lord is what keeps, our, has, keeps us free from the demonic. Because, because the Bible says that He sets a table. Psalm 23, He sets a table of, uh, I mean, it's not just food, it's fellowship. Table of fellowship right, before, right in front of your enemies. Because the enemies uh, do not dare touch you when, when you're sitting with the Lord, with God. 
They're totally under his authority. So as long as you're sitting and eating and fellowshipping and listening and talking and communication with the Lord, you're safe. You are in a realm, an untouchable realm uh, from, the, from, from the dark forces. They're, you're untouchable. When you start getting distracted and you start not paying attention in him, uh, all of a sudden the lies of Satan start to come. That, then he could just lie to you. But, but if you're listening to the Lord, you know, you're going to hear the truth because he is the truth. He's, uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is life. I mean, guys, I know when I was in that communistic society, this atheistic society, I was like dead man. I felt the deadness. I mentioned in, in my book about how, how weird was Sundays. Sundays were the, really the weirdest day of the week because, you know, it's quiet. Nobody's going around. We, and during the Monday, Tuesday, when, you know, we're working and going to school and traffic and everything. And just busy, busy, busy. But Sunday is a kind of a rest day. And it was eerie. It was weird. It was quiet. All of a sudden, you're, you're asking these questions. What, 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 what is life about? What, 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 what's going on? Nobody tells you nothing about God. Nobody tells you nothing because they're afraid. The communist scared people. Uh, if you start talking about God, you're going to disappear. You're going you're gonna to be taken out because communists hate God. Okay, now the current, current communist party is, uh, uh, is trying to uh, affect the, the society here in America. Believe it or not, I'm going, like, what is going on? All these communistic ideas and socialistic ideas. I says, are you kidding me? It's the worst thing in the world to fall into it. The, what's, what we have in America is the freedom of this country. It's, it's the best country in the world in that. Why do you think everybody wants to come here? Just, just ask me that question. Answer me that question. Everybody wants to come here. All races. It's, it's absolutely not a racist country. If it's a racist country, why would be so many people from Africa want to come here to live? Because, well, maybe there's race still here and there. There's a race spirit. But guess what? We have conquered that spirit. Guys, I live not far from uh, Gettysburg. This, this is a, a bloody war. Here in America, I, I didn't know all that. I learned the history of, of America as I'm living here. People poor, people bled, gave their lives to end slavery. I mean, this is that Christian spirit that says we cannot allow our brothers and sisters to be mistreated. I mean, uh, Christian brothers and sisters were, were, you know, so many. And, and we, we can't allow that. And so people risked their life and gave their life. To, to to stop this this uh, slavery in a nation, so we the, the freedom fighters in this country. Wow, and, and so many stories about you know how we got uh, delivered from the uh, from the you know British slavery and this and that. There's so many so many uh, amazing stories. They're very inspiring to me, you know, and and how uh, you could pursue uh, pursue happiness. Are you kidding me? Which which country puts in their <laughs> constitution that, that it, every human being in this country equal, it can pursue happiness? This is such an amazing country. Glorious. That's why 
that's why everybody wants to come to this country. But guess what? Dark forces hate America. I tell you right now, they hate America because it's a beacon of freedom and hope for the nations. Yeah? And so they want to destroy it. And, and reading the history of my country, I see how once huge, glorious, prosperous, freedom country, uh, reading the Bible in own language in 9th century, way before the English, guess what? We lost it. We lost the freedom. And, and as I'm beginning to study the Bible and, and read, and I'm beginning to learn these stories, from these stories, like for instance, the story of uh, in first in first Samuel in chapter fifteen, the story of of how the first king of Israel, King King Saul, uh, lost lost his his rule, lost his kingship, and and uh, by the way, God was even. I mean, why did they even had to have a king? God was their king. That's that's the first place. Um, you know, uh, Israel started to wanna. They lost their relationship with the Lord. I mean, God was like, guys, He took him out of slavery. He took him out of Egypt with incredible signs and wonders. They, 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 Israel, they were slaves by by Egypt. They didn't do a thing. They just sat there and looked at the amazement of these. Signs and wonders, miracles that God destroyed the nation of slavery, the, the, the system that was enslaving the, the people of God. Just, just, just read the story of the Exodus and uh, how they exited. And, 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 and then they, they went in a, in a desert. And, and then in the, uh, well, no, they, 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 they were stuck in the, uh, the, 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 the Red Sea and God opened the Red Sea. <laughs> it's, it's like these extraordinary miracles I'm reading go, wow, God. Like, I believe every one of those stories. And I'm in, in awe and amazement when, when there they are stuck in, in front of the Red Sea and the Pharaoh's armies are still behind him. And any minute they're gonna catch up with them, and God goes to Moses, "What are you, what are you waiting for? See what's in your hand. You have that authority that I've given you." Uh, by the way, he was a shepherd for forty years, and that's how God raised Moses as a as a caring leader. You know, leaders are caring servants and shepherds, and, and so it says, "Just stretch it forth and just." Just command the sea is gonna open and, and God opened the sea, guys. Come on. And Israel going through with the children and livestock and everything. They went all the way. On the uh, you know, and then and then when 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 the, the Moses I mean the Pharaoh's army finally got God put some this put some blindness. My goodness, God put some blindness and they couldn't even see which way to go. And and finally, when they finally uh, got after it, they got drowned. They drowned completely, which is type of a, a burial, type of a baptism. There were is a baptism of death. The old man, the pharaoh, the controller, the 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 one who was uh, you know oppressing them and causing them to be slaves. He was he was drowned. M- Mo, uh, pharaoh was drowned, and. 
and the children of Israel on the other side, uh, safe, you know, and here's Pharaoh's drowned. Look at your old controller, old man. He is the type of the old man that Jesus crucified on the cross. This whole thing is an analogy. Old Testament is all about what Jesus was going to do. And what was he going to do? Deliver us. He was gonna, he came to deliver us from the hand of the oppressors, from the slave, from the enslaving demonic forces. Guys, this is the essence of the gospel. Yes, we're gonna go in heaven someday, but while here on earth, God wants his people to be free from the demonic powers. And this is what this podcast is all about. The cost of freedom, meaning what Jesus did, what it cost to the living God. To, to, to create this space here on earth as it is in heaven. Freedom on earth. Woo! I'm preaching now. <laughs> the joy is hitting me. Yeah, the joy of the Lord will hit you. And, 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 and what is the joy? The joy is the freedom of that demonic is inside you. The freedom is inside you. Uh, breaking habits. Breaking, um, you know, uh, uh, whoa sicknesses do you know that the same spirit uh that that god set us free from sin and forgave us with the same spirit he he wants to set us free from sicknesses from any demonic sicknesses guys during the 40 years they were in a desert listen up to two, two million people maybe even more they were they were walking through the desert not one of them was sick the entire 40 years imagine Millions of people, healthy. I mean, God provided supernatural food for them. The mama, the manna. Uh, at night, it was uh, cold in the desert. He, he, he turned a pillar of fire. His presence was like a warm heat. Like you go to these outdoor restaurants in the winter sometime, and they have these heat lamps. You sit there in the cold, but yet you're warm because these heat lamps. But God was like the massive, humongous heat lamp warming the camp of Israelite. During the day, of course, it gets hot. He's, he's covering him like a cloud, you know, and it's just like coolness. I mean, God is thinking of everything. And all this, listen, their clothes didn't wear. Can you imagine that? I mean, you, you, you wear your shoes, you know, Nike, whatever shoes you got. After a few months, you know, start wearing out, you know. But these shoes were never wore out. Their, their clothes never wore out. This is all supernatural type and a shadow of the provision that God is, is able, He wants to take care of you. He wants to take you like a good mom and good dad want to take care of their kids. God is the same way. Freedom from poverty. Freedom from the whip of poverty. How many want to be set free from that? I, I was in total poverty. My mind was I, poor in my mind. You know, came with this poverty because we, every, we everything was taken away. Communists want to take, strip you down to nothing, just to the bare minimum. Uh, and they're thieves and robbers. They want to take away everything. Don't fall for these socialistic ideas in the communists. My goodness, don't fall for that. They want to strip you down to the bare minimum and control you. Well, I came to to this country with that kind of even mindset. I mean, I remember going to the supermarket it's like what i've never seen so much food in my entire life ever i mean the stores in bulgaria tiny small this is huge like you could put airplanes in that and there's nothing but food 
Do you understand how blessed this country is? I'm like, wow, God, what is this? This is excessive blessing, excessive prosperity and affordable food. And and uh, but yet I I've I've been through such a poor season, season that I couldn't even uh, afford to buy, and 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 God had to provide for me over and over and over to break this my, even my mind. Like I I remember avoiding the the cheese island, and there's like a deli cheese kind of thing with a lot of cheeses and all these foreign cheeses. I'm avoiding them because the price of these cheeses is so huge. And God goes, didn't I tell you you're my son? I'm your dad. Why don't you get some of those cheeses? And I'm going, yeah, but $26 a pound or something like that, and we can, I can buy like a, an American cheap little cheddar cheese or something for $2. Like, why do I want to spend like $15 for the same amount of cheese? And the Lord says, all right, do what you want, but I want you to know that I want to provide for you. And yet to break this whole thing in my mind that like I was always so tight, you know, and 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 he, he began to provide for me. Guys, he's a provider. Wow. And so he wants to, uh, freedom from poverty, freedom from lack, uh, freedom from insecurity, thinking you're nobody. And God goes, you're not nobody. You're my kid. You're not nobody. I mean, uh, freedom in, in so many ways. Uh, freedom expresses in so many ways from my identity, knowing that we're his kids. Uh, my wife is real teacher in the word, and, and she's big on, on discovering our union with Christ. You know, she, in fact, used my Bulgarian Bible that I was so old, and I, I didn't even didn't know how to relate some of these words, but she found from me translating to her powerful revelation about about us being co-crucified and co-buried with him and co-raised and co-seated and co-workers, co-heirs. Everything is like with Jesus. Everything Christianity is about Christ himself. He's not left you alone to do anything for him. He did, he did everything and offered that. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, uh, going back to Going back to this uh, story about this king, King Saul, who uh, who was ordained to be a king. Now, did he need to be king? God was the best king ever. He was so good to them. No, we want to have a king like the nations. And and God goes, you don't want to have these kings like the nations because they're gonna tax you to death. They're gonna uh, take your daughters for wives. They're gonna all kinds of stuff. And he, and the kings are sovereign. He, he, you know, you you don't want that. Because it's going to be nothing but problems and troubles, but no, we want to have the kings like like uh, like the rest of the nation, and finally goes okay, and he gave him a king, King King Saul, you know. But we 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 read a sad story about this king. As good as good as he was to start with, eventually he began to be what I call the first politician, the first politician because there was. God was ruling the nation through through priests and through 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 judges and uh, and through uh, prophets, but now all of a sudden we have this king, and he began to be very mindful about his own armies, his own people, and he became a, basically a pleaser, man pleaser. And and what he did is he's abandoned the Lord, and uh, and the Lord regretted 
that he even uh, he 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 appointed him, and he says he was he's not not loyal. He lost his loyalty. He wasn't loyal to God anymore, and he refused to obey his commands. And and Samuel, because the prophet ordained him as a king, became so deeply moved by what he heard from the Lord that he cried out all night, all night. Samuel cried uh, for this. Uh, it was a very bad news because he had to go deliver that news to Saul that God has taken his hand off of you. You're no longer going to be a king. All because he uh, blankly disobeyed God. At first he rejected that, but eventually eventually he says, yeah, okay, I'm sorry, I, I did I did disobey. Uh, and and, and uh, I was afraid of what the people um, are gonna gonna say and and I and I I I just you know I did what they demanded. This is the political spirit. The political spirit is is a man pleasing spirit. It's not a God pleasing spirit. And and the, the early early leaders of this country, they were called fathers basically. They were God mining spirit. They were God. Uh, godly men and women. They were godly people. And they led uh, not with what's pleasing uh, to, to, uh, to people like nowadays politicians, but what, what is pleasing to God, what's good for the nation. And they led in liberty. They were brave. Uh, they they confronted the odds and, and they overcame and established this nation on godly principles. Read Read the Constitution and you know, see the rights of every human being. Uh, oh my goodness! Um, no nation has that kind of a beginning with that kind of a freedom in mind. But we are blessed. But guess what? We want to keep it free. I want to to do everything I can to uh, to 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 inspire you to say, hey, let's. Stand up for the freedom which Christ has set us free. Let's step into our identity. And God will help us. God will help us. If we stand with him, he'll he'll standing with us. And and he wants us to be free. It's not like we're trying to twist twist his arm and but he wants us to be free. And um and in fact the Bible says the eyes of the Lord is actually searching the whole earth in order to strengthen to empower, to strengthen, to encourage those whose hearts are fully committed to Him, who are loyal. One thing I feel like this this podcast is, is about being loyal to the Lord. This is what I found, the biggest wisdom uh, that, that just is simple. Be loyal to Jesus, guys. You're Jesus' people. You're not meant to pleasing the 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 uh, society and please so and so forget it don't try to please anybody just please the Lord stand up for the Lord and King Asa this is from the second chronicles chapter 16 that I read that the eyes of the Lord but did you know that this was uh, uh, reprimanded King Asa was reprimanded by the Lord because he at first was totally relying on the Lord, 100%, and massive armies from Ethiopia in millions really surrounding him, way, way bigger than him. But he did, he did the, the, the thing that I'm asking all of us to do, and that is, you know, in facing, in facing difficult situation, and in his case was 
massive impossibility. But yet he stood up before, before, in front of his armies, in front of the enemy's armies, and he, he declared total dependence on the Lord. He cried out, says, Lord, the Lord, you've delivered us from the Red Sea, you've delivered us from the Pharaohs in the past, you've delivered us from starvation, you've delivered us from the enemies. Over and over and over again, please deliver us now because you're the only one that could they can stop these hordes of, of, of you know, invading us and, and destroying us. And we rely on you with declaring, uh, publicly declaring our reliance on the Lord 100% and, and against all odds. And boom, that was massive victory. Later, unfortunately, he, he, he shifted his loyalty from the Lord and he began to fear man and this and that. And he, uh, unfortunately, but the Lord is saying, my eyes are still uh, searching the whole earth to show myself in help and strength of those who are committed to me. So, guys, I know you're committed. You wouldn't be here this long listening to me. You're committed, and we're all committed to the Lord. And you, you have the heart. I can feel it, the heart of commitment. And, and um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Just uh, drop me a, a line or note or email or or comment, and um, I want to stay in touch. We're going to have another another um, broadcast next week, and we're going to stay in touch. We're going to stay stay together. Christmas is coming, and so uh, it's right upon us, actually, and uh, in this Christmas season. Remember, what it's all about is about Jesus, about the birth of the Son of God. So it's great joy. As the angels announced to the to the shepherds, good news of great joy, and and I know there's a lot of joy in the Christmas trees and this and that and trinkets and stuff, and gifts of course. But the biggest gift of all is that Jesus uh, came here on earth to invade the human race and and to fill the earth with what's in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. And so I just I, I'm celebrating with you. Uh, with the joy of the season is Jesus himself and specifically being born in our spirits, being born again, us being born again so we can have Jesus inside our own spirits. And through you, through the season, um, God will win some of your relatives and some of your friends who are lonely. Christmas can be a super lonely time, so look for opportunity to bless someone, maybe get a gift for someone, but really... Uh, just to open the door for you to share the biggest gift, the gift of freedom that only the Jesus is a Savior can do. So I just encourage you to look for that, and God will help you. God will help you. Um, you're not alone. God is there looking for to strengthen you, to help you with His wisdom and kindness and joy and power and healing. And so uh, take the opportunity to this season to heal someone, and to make someone really a huge Christmas gift. Happy Christmas. So, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Bless you. And uh, I can't wait to, uh, to see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for listening to my podcast. I trust our discussion today was helpful and encouraging to you. If you have any questions or comments, you can send me your email at gb at globalcelebration.com. I'd love to hear from you and may the freedom that Christ pays such a high price for you to have be yours today. This is the Cost of Freedom podcast. I'm Georgian Banoff and I can't wait to see you next week.